0: Welcome precious one. The message you are about to listen to will bless and enlighten you, and we're delighted about this. Ministering is Reverend Elijah, pastor of Christ Glory Ministries. Stay tuned and God bless you. Glory to God. Today I I want to share with us a message I've titled, Glossa La praise God. Glosa Lalia. And I was playing what that means in a bit. Amen. I heard me, glory to Jesus. Glosa Lalia. Glosa La. Praise God. Glosa Lalia. What is Glosa Lalia? Glosalia is the Greek for speaking in tongues, right? I chose a title that will stay in your mind. (laughs) Praise God. Glossa Lalia. And it's from two words. Glossa or Gloso which refers to tongue or language. Lalia is from Laliu which means to speak. Right? To talk. Praise God. So, Glosalalia means speaking in tongues. Glory to Jesus. So, today we are on glossalalia. Praise God. Say, glossalalia. Yeah, say, glossalalia. Alright. Now, first of all, tongues is the spiritual language of the born again spirit man. must be understood clearly tongues is the spiritual language of the born again spirit man Mm. when every individual is born into the world by a mother or a father there is what is called the mother tongue or preferably the genetic tongue amen so if we have an airway in our midst today when they were born into the home they naturally began to learn to speak Ewe because mommy and daddy spoke Ewe. If there was a Ga, they naturally began to learn how to speak Ga because mommy was speaking Ga, daddy was speaking Ga. Praise God. If there was an if there's an Nzema or whatever tribe, they learned how to speak it. Ga Dangbe whatever. And if there was three, he also began to learn to speak it because it was a native language. Praise God! Are you with me? Now, when a person is born into the spirit and born of the spirit, as the Bible says in John chapter three, there is a native language of the spirit that that believer or that child of God or that born again person also picks up possesses the ability to speak I following what I'm saying the Bible says in John chapter 3 that you must be born of the Spirit now if you are born of the spirit then therefore there is a language of the spirit that you also speak in take note of the fact that language belongs only to spiritual beings language belongs only to spiritual beings Animals don't have language. When a dog comes by you and, Roof, roof. Probably unless you're in the Scooby-Doo series and you can understand what they're saying. But animals don't have language because animals don't have spirits. They have some basic form of alerting of danger or of alerting each other of certain impending danger, but they do not have that high level of language that belongs only to spirit beings praise god that is why language is not something that is regular or something that is not light it's something that is heavy glory to jesus so tongues is the spiritual language of the reborn spirit the born again spirit for communicating with god or praying glory to jesus now, in the Bible, there are two phenomena that are recorded concerning tongues that a lot of the church has not really paid so much attention to. Some have even used it as a, a means or a reason to define or explain tongues away. Some say that we are not supposed to speak in tongues. After the apostles, it ended. Some also say when they spoke in tongues on the day of Pentecost, people understood them. Why is that? Like your tongues, people don't understand. And then some say this, some say that. But it's because there hasn't been, in in many places, there hasn't been a careful observation of what the word of God has to say concerning the phenomenon of tongue speaking. Now, these two phenomenon that exist concerning tongue speaking are one, the phenomenon of other tongues. The phenomenon of other tongues. The second. Is the phenomenon of unknown tongues, unknown tongues, or plainly tongues? Glory to Jesus! Are you with me? Let's look at. Let's go to the book of Acts, chapter two. Are you here? So, Acts chapter two, verse four. Bible says, "And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues." Began to speak in what? Began to speak in what? Other tongues. As the Spirit gave them utterance. Verse 5, it says, And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying, one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our own language, in our own tongue, wherein we were born? Verse 9, Parthians, and Medes, and Elamites, and dwellers in Mesopotamia, and Judea, and Cappadocia, and Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, and Egypt, and in parts of Libya, about Cyrene, and strangers of Rome, and Jews, and proselytes. Did you just see Egypt there? Right, And there are more parts, Libya, Cyrene, all these places. That's why I never get brainwashed that the white man brought the gospel to Africa. It is never true. I prove it to you from the Bible that the gospel came to Africa not through any white man. Before they started their travels, Christopher Columbus they start, decided to explore the earth. The gospel had come to Africa already through the Ethiopian Enoch. And in fact, in Jerusalem at that time, there were Africans who were there. That's another day. Praise God. So never let any of these, woke, supposedly woke, communications deceive you. Amen. So notice, he says that they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So other tongues, say other tongues. Let's go to Acts chapter ten. Hallelujah! One thing you observe about these other tongues is what I'm about to show you. Acts 10. Are you there? Let's start from verse 44. Acts 10, verse 44. It says, "While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word." Verse 45. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter. Because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Verse 46. Notice this carefully. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Are you with me? He said, For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Praise the Lord. Let's go to chapter 11 of the same book of Acts. Or before we read chapter eleven, verse chapter eleven, let's just read chapter ten again. I want to show you something important there. All right, verse forty-six, the same place we read. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God, and do what? And do what? Magnify God, meaning they praise God, right? Or they spoke of the wonderful works of God, right? Now, you observe that in Acts 2, when the people heard them, that was the same thing they said. He said, how come we are hearing them speaking of the wonderful works of what? God. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? And over here again, the Bible says they heard them speaking in tongues and what? Magnifying God. Meaning they also heard them praising and saying the, the wonderful works of God. Praise the Lord. Let's go to chapter 11. Verse 15. You there, all right? Chapter 11, verse 15. And as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. Do you see that? He said, The Holy Ghost, what fell on us as at what fell on them as uh, uh, as he did on us at the beginning. Which beginning is that? Acts 2. You see, so in the same manner, verse 16. It says, then I remembered the other of the Lord. How that he said John he baptized with water, but he of the Holy Ghost? Now he says, verse 15, and as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. Now, the first phenomenon of other tongues is the phenomenon where the tongues is comprehended by other men. It is similar to the operation. Of the gift of diverse kinds of tongues, so they are speaking, but Esther, who does not know how to speak Spanish, is suddenly speaking in Spanish and praising God. I hear what I'm saying. As I was growing, God gave me this experience, but I didn't understand it yet, and I had heard some experience about it so I kept on studying until the Holy Spirit began to enlighten me on the two phenomenon I will take you in how Paul teaches it was different from how Peter accounted for it and we'll look at that briefly praise God so in this phenomenon it is still the Holy Spirit and the gift or the operation of other tongues but this one is tongues that is of men praise the Lord but it is, it is the language, not the ones that people that are speaking of have learned. It is supernaturally speaking tongues of other kindreds and tribes in praise to God. Are you following me? That is why I've shared that testimony before about that gentleman who, after I led him to Christ, I laid hands on him to receive the Holy Ghost. And this is a pure Ghanaian, never traveled outside the country. The best French he knew was JSS. And this guy began to speak in French. Suddenly began to speak in French. He was speaking in tongues. And, spe- and the language was French. So after I had control for a while. I, like I've told you. I thought he was mocking me or he was playing jokes. I said, hey, stop. Can you speak French? He said, no. Are you francophone? He said, no. I lay hands on him again. Started speaking in tongues. Started speaking French. What helped me to understand to know his French? Because I, I, I know French a little bit. Praise God which I want to perfect, amen. <laughs> and we will travel to Paris and travel to go and go and preach the gospel, praise God. <laughs> so, he was speaking and mentioning the name of Jesus and talking about the Holy Spirit in his tongues. So, I paused him again. Then I now laid hands on him again and this time he began speaking unknown tongues. Now, that's not the only experience. There, there was an experience, let me share Bishop Charles Sargent, experience in one of his crusades, where he went to preach. And as he was on the stage, he began speaking English, but the people were not comprehending. And he tried it a couple more times, they still were not comprehending. And then the Holy Spirit told him to speak in tongues. So he began to speak in tongues. As he continued speaking in tongues, continued speaking in tongues. At a particular point, he didn't know what he was doing, but he just kept on speaking in tongues. At a particular point, all the people began to come forward. He didn't understand. Then a man who was close by, who was supposed to be the interpreter, came to me and said that you should have told us that you understand our language. He said, No. I don't. And he said, Why are they coming forward? He said, You just called for an altar call. In our Ghana here, our, our archbishop. Praise God. That's not the only experience. There's a woman of God by the name Patricia King, who used to minister to people. And in one of her meetings, she was going about ministering to people, blessing you know, lay hands on people. But when she got to this particular man, she suddenly felt the urge to speak in other tongues. Now, when she began to speak in tongues, the man, after a while, quickly took a notebook and began to write something down. So when she was done, the man said, My language is Aramaic. And what you were speaking to me was Aramaic. Praise God. Now, in those two operations, what was actually in operation was the gift of diverse kinds of tongues. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the word kinds of tongues, the diverse kinds, the diverse is italicized, meaning that it is not in the original manuscript. Praise God. It was put there by the Um, translators for clearer understanding but the word kinds over there is the word in the Greek which is Guinea which means kindred or tribe or nation so when he says to one is given the gift of healing and another the gift of diverse kinds of tongues what he's talking about is the gift of diverse tribes tongues are you following this diverse nations tongues that's the word literally kind is the literal word, the tribe nation. So, the first phenomena of tongues, which is called other tongues, is similar in operation to the gift of uh, diverse kinds of tongues. Now, that was the first manifestation that the disciples and the apostles were experiencing. It's called other tongues. Hallelujah. The same thing that happened to them on the day of Pentecost, after two where they had people had you know the, the the in their own language the wonderful works of god when he went to lay hands and bless you know the house of Cornelius he says the same thing happened that is why he was able to say they heard them speak in tongues and magnify god glory to god now the second phenomena because if this first phenomena deals with other tongues why will paul talk about unknown tongues let's go to 1st Corinthians or before 1st Corinthians let's go to Acts 19 are you with me today glory to God Acts 19 verse 5 Okay, let's start from verse 3. It says, And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized. Okay, let me just start from verse uh, 1. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard as whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them unto what then were ye baptized and they said unto John baptism remember last two weeks I talked to you on how does a believer receive the Holy Spirit praise God yes and then I explained the phenomenon that was um, previously you know um, taught that they were two separate experiences you get born again first then you now receive the Holy Ghost no when you're born again the Holy Spirit takes up residence in you but there is the phenomenon of being the um, being filled with the Holy Spirit praise God there is that phenomenon. However, when you are born again, the Holy Ghost takes up residence in you. Are you with me? Romans 8, verse 9 says, If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Very emphatic. So, if a person were to be born again today, and quote unquote, as it's probably understood or in some areas, that you now have to receive the Holy Ghost, what did the person died at the junction? Does it mean he is rejected because he couldn't get time to receive the Holy Ghost, although he had believed in Jesus Christ? No. Otherwise, in Romans 10, verse 9, he would have emphatically added the Holy Spirit to say, If you confess to your mother the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God is from the dead and receive the Holy Ghost, you shall be saved. He didn't say so. Number two, the author of salvation in John 3 16 did not necessarily emphasize that, and he that believeth on me. And receiveth the Holy Ghost shall be saved or have everlasting life. Praise God. Instead, what the author of salvation says in John chapter 7, from verse 35 downwards, is that whoever is thirsty should come to me and drink. He that believeth on me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Are you following? He that believeth on me, out of his belly. And in the parenthesis, the Bible says, This spake he of the Holy Spirit, which they that believe on him would receive. Do you follow this? So the Holy Spirit takes up residence when you believe, but there is the infilling of the Holy Spirit, which is a separate experience that can be granted, imparted through the laying of hands, praise God, or through personally, you know, exercising the infilling of the Spirit. In Ephesians five verse 18 the Bible talks about be being filled with the Spirit. Glory to God. So it's important we have these understandings clear in our theology. Amen. Is this understood? Yes, All right. Now, so. Verse two, he says, "We have not heard if there be any Holy Ghost." Verse three, and he said unto them, "Unto what then were ye baptized?" And they said, "Unto John's baptism." No wonder, because John's baptism is not a baptism of salvation; it's a baptism of repentance. Verse four, then said Paul, "John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him who should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus." When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them. Now, watch this manifestation. Different from Peter's experiences. Watch this manifestation. And when Paul laid hands on them, they spake with tongues and prophesied. Uh huh. Do you see it now? They spake with tongues and did what? And prophesied. They spake with tongues and did what? And prophesied. Not and magnified God. Neither did anybody there hear what they were saying. This was purely unknown tongues. Are you following this? So Paul would later on, who is the apostle to the Gentiles, in and in truth, would later on come to teach the body of Christ concerning the prayer language of the believer, which is purely unknown tongues. Are you following this? Let's go to 1st Corinthians 14. You see? Now, over here, the Bible says concerning Paul that he laid hands on them and they speak in tongues and then prophesied. Are you following? Wonderful. Let's go to 1st Corinthians 14. Say, Glosalalia. (laughs) Glosalalia. Amen. Alright, verse 2. It says, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, take note that the word unknown, if you're using the original KJV, the unknown tongue there is italicized, which means that it's not in the original manuscript, but it's put there for clarification. Amen. And actually, when you read the entire chapter, it fits in context, because Paul would later clarify the fact that the tongues are not understood by the mind. Do you follow? Good. Good. So he says, for he that speak in an unknown tongue, speaking not unto men, but unto God, for no man understandeth him. Do you see it now? Now this is the second and the primary predominant phenomenon of tongue speaking, which we as believers live by, function by, operate by. Are you with me? Are you following this? So he says that he that speaks in an unknown tongue, speaking not unto men, but unto God. For no man understand him, how be it in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Amen. So this second phenomenon of tongues, which is tongues or unknown tongues, serves three major purposes. Number one, communicating with God. Number two, communicating with angels. Number three, creation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you following? Now let's let me take you into certain importance, certain key points which I want you to note down about glossolalia Amen. Yeah, before our time is up. And let me quickly run through what I've shared with you over the weekend, then we go into certain other ones. First of all, number one, glossolalia charges and generates power in the spirit man for results. Yes. Glosal charges and generates power in the spirit man for results Ephesians 3 verse 20 Bible says now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us amen so there's a cooperation between the will of God to do and the power of God at work in you and glossalalia generates and stays charges power in the spirit man for results. Glory to God. When you receive the Holy Spirit, that's one part, but the power that is now resident in you by virtue of the Holy Ghost in you must be engaged. Possessing the power is potential. Are you with me? Possessing the power is potential. Actualizing the power is what produces results. Are you here? Activating the power is actualization. Always there's a distinction between potential and actualization or accomplishment. What Gaius possesses the ability to do is his potential. What Gaius does with the ability is actualization. You see? Or accomplishment. When we receive the Holy Ghost, Power became resident in us, but it does not mean that automatically everything will be transformed just because the power is resident in you. There has to be a actualization, there has to be an engagement, a generation, a utilization of the power within you, and that is where glossa Lalia comes to play. So, having the power in you is enough. It is not enough to to be happy about the fact that the power is in you. Yes. We may have emphasized the possession of the power, but we may not have emphasized enough on actualizing or activating the power. This is where glossalalia becomes highly imperative. Praise God. Are you with me? So I said possessing the power is potential, activating the power is actualization. Amen. Number two. Glossolalia stirs up the gift of God. So speaking in tongues stirs up the gift of God and rekindles dormant graces, anointings, and blessings and fire inside the inward man. Praise God. Number three, glossolalia is sanctified language to speak to a holy God. What do you want to tell someone who knows everything? Why don't you rely on the utterances of the spirit? Amen. Number 4. glossalalia builds, constructs, raises your inner man in your life. glossalalia builds, constructs, raises your inner man in your life. You read the devotional today. Praise God. We explained I explained the peculiar word that was used, which is oikodomio. Amen? Oikodomio, from oikos and domio, which means to build a house. Now, that also means that it strengthens your spirit man. Speaking in tongues will strengthen your spirit man. You know, sometimes when we talk about strengthening a spirit man, people don't get it. What is the essence? First of all, let me show you how important it is and why it was necessary. Let's go to the book of Luke chapter 1. Let's be fast now, so I can give you some new stuff before we close. Luke chapter one. Are you learning today? Because listen, we must become a church that voraciously speaks in tongues. Are you hear what I'm saying? Yes, we must become a people that voraciously speak in tongues, utilizing this gift to the fullest. Luke chapter one. Are you there? Verse eighty. He says talking about John the Baptist and the child grew and waxed strong in spirit waxed what strong in spirit he did what strong in spirit it was necessary therefore the scriptures recorded recorded it. Strong, strength in the spirit man or being strong in the spirit is a necessity such that the scriptures recorded it took note of it So it says, And worked strong in spirit, and was in the desert till the day of his showing unto Israel. In other words, before the time comes when God begins to showcase you, he will be strengthening you. You will need it. He will be strengthening you in the desert or in the private place. Praise God. Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, verse 40. Are you there? Luke 2, verse 40. It says, And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit. Talking about Jesus Christ. The child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. So Jesus grew and waxed strong where? In spirit. He waxed strong where? In spirit. Now, Ephesians 3, verse 16, 17, Paul prays, the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul prays for the church. That the church, the body, will be strengthened with might by the Holy Ghost in the inner man. Again, this spiritual strengthening, he prays it for the church. Why is it necessary? Why is it important? Glory to God. And what even is it? You see, being spiritually strong is the ability of your spirit to be able to withstand resist and overcome adversity because life is spiritual your spirit must be strong to be able to withstand resist and overcome adversity secondly Your spirit needs to be strong to be able to accomplish heavenly assignments. Your spirit man has to be strong to be able to accomplish heavenly assignments. That was the reason why concerning John the Baptist and Jesus, the two things things that were noted about both of them was that they were spiritually strong. Why? They had heavenly assignments. You cannot accomplish any heavenly assignment without being strong in spirit. It is a, requ- a requisite. And a person who is not strong in spirit also is unable to withstand adversity. There are believers who are weak. What happens to them? What happens to the, the lack, the absence of strength? Some backslide, some apostasize, some quit, some fall some stay in depression Bible says if that if 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 thou you know if if, if thy strength fail or if thou fail in the day of adversity thy strength is small is there even such a thing as a weak believer or a a weak Christian yes the Bible talks about it and weak in the sense that they do not exercise their spirit man Romans 14 so don't presume that oh there's nothing like a weak believer. No. We didn't say they are powerless. Are you with me? We didn't say they are what? Powerless. We said they are weak. Romans 14. Verse 1. Are you there? He says. Him that is weak in the faith. Receive ye but not to doubtful disputations. Praise God. Him that is what? Him that is what? Alright. Over here, he's focused more on conscience and on doctrinal matters. But let me show you a place where the apostle specifically admonishes fellow believers who are stronger to uphold weaker brethren. First Thessalonians. Are you there? First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 13. Let's start on verse 12. Verse 12, he says, And we beseech you, brethren, beseech is a strong word of um, employment, right? A strong word, literally like saying, We beg you. Amen. So he says, we beseech you, brethren, to know them which, which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their works' sake. Amen. Talking about spiritual authority here. And it says, and be at peace among yourselves. Verse 14, now look at this. He says, now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly. In other words, those who are disorderly. You say, let's do this. They say, oh, I'm going here. You say, we don't do this here. You say, after all, what? he says warn them didn't say encourage them he says what warn them then he says comfort the feeble-minded support the weak do what do what do what Support support the weak and he's speaking to believers here I hear what I'm saying so sometimes there can be certain believers who are weak he says to you support them when you go to Galatians 6 verse 1 he says If a brother be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, in other terms, ye which are strong, restore such an one. Are you from what I'm saying? So, when there's a situation where certain believers have not taken time to strengthen their inner man through the profuse engagement of glossolalia. So, they are not as strong as they should be. Well, Glosalalia will strengthen your spirit, man. There are things you will no longer struggle with if you will give consistent time to strengthen your inner man through Glosalalia. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Number four, number five, number five, five. Are we on five or six? Okay, next one will be six. All right, so. Six, glossary deweeds ungodly, unholy, and inexcellent habits and character. If you diligently give yourself to it, it will deweed ungodly habits. Jude, verse 20. Everything I'm sharing with you is for practical application. Amen. Jude verse 20. It says, But ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Again, you see the word building used here, building up here. But over here, it is uh, this um, the same word oikodomio, but this time ipo oikodomio, which means to build upon. Right? So it creates the illustration of building upon that which is perfect or that which is Um, to be added onto. Amen. And in adding onto what you are building, you take away what is unnecessary. If you want to build, if you want to add up, if you want to grow, you begin by taking away certain things that are unnecessary. It is a natural process. For example, in your body's growth, right, there are certain things it sheds off naturally, without your notice. But that is real growth i you seen this. So when he says over here, building up yourselves, praying in the Holy Ghost, it means that of necessity, if true spiritual growth will occur, certain things will suddenly and silently fizzle out of your life. And that includes certain ideologies, mindsets, certain characters that may have held you bound. Amen. Amen. Glossalalia, or speaking in tongues, produces the activation and the engagement of the inner man. This is so, so important. Because this is where we come to the place where we begin to operate like God. Or begin to op- operate like the spirits that we are. Because you are a spirit being. But many of us don't know how to activate or engage or use our spirits. We know how to use our mind. We know how to use our body. But many of us don't know how to use our spirits. And this goes beyond being a prophet. I hear what I'm saying. This goes beyond being an apostle. It goes beyond being a pastor or being a man of God. This is pure Christianity. This is being a spiritual man. There's a reason why the Bible calls those who are maturing in the faith spiritual men you see spiritual men why because they are men who who dominantly live from their spirits they are men who are spirit ruled spirit directed amen all the, many of the blessings or the things that have been you know told us in, in Christ that in Christ realities they are accessed by speaking in tongues Ephesians 1 verse 3 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heaven place in Christ Jesus. All those blessings, they are accessed by speaking in tongues. I hear what I'm saying. They are accessed by speaking in tongues. Colossians 2 verse 3. In whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, they are accessed by speaking in tongues. Wisdom and knowledge are accessed by speaking in tongues. If you will give yourself and I'm not talking about once uh, a while. thing. No. Consistently over a period of time. Daily. You're spending time. Two to three hours. Just speaking in tongues. Give yourself some months. You'll begin to be amazed at the, the quality of wisdom and insight you are now working in. Praise God. Colossians 2 verse 3. The treasures of wisdom and knowledge. in Christ they are accessed by speaking in tongues Ephesians 1 verse 17 the spirit of wisdom and revelation in knowledge of him the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that he may know the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints we access all those things by glosa Lalia. Ephesians 3 verse 16 that you be strengthened in the inner man by the Spirit. That you know what is the height and the length and the depth and the breadth and the width of the Lord of Christ. That you be filled with all the fullness of God. It is accessed by glossa I Are you what I'm saying? Speaking in tongues activates and engages the spirit man. You see, in First Corinthians 4 verse 14, verse 14, Paul said, When I speak in tongues, or if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays. And it's very very insightful because that is one of the scriptures that verbatim tells us we engage the spirit or we put the spirit to work literally do you hear what i'm saying literally in other places you unless by careful study it is not so clear it is for for, for some people it's like it's an assumed thing okay we are assuming that as i'm hearing it's going to my spirit no sometimes the person can be hearing and they're not receiving into their spirit they're receiving into their brain or their mind some even into their body how do I know how were people able to throng Jesus Christ and they were sick but they did not receive their healing but a woman who came in behind the press touched the hem of his garment and received healing she did not touch him physically she touched him spiritually I hear what I'm saying There was a physical touch, but there was something more which was her spirit was able to lay a hold on the healing virtue. Because the healing virtue is not physical. The healing virtue is spiritual. So there was something that she touched which was not or beyond the hem. There was the spiritual substance in the personality of Jesus Christ which her spirit touched. There are certain miracles certain believers don't receive not because the miracles are present they are not accessing with their spirit they are trying to access with their flesh or their mind what they need to do is to engage your spirit i hear what i'm saying engage your spirit anything that you are able to access or take out of spiritual it will manifest physically i hear what i'm saying Access things with your spirit, man. Are you hearing me? Activate your spirit. Listen, some of the spiritual experiences they happen because we activate our spirit. So that the spirit, the spirit in Gaius can begin to operate and function. There are some information your mind does not know, but your spirit knows. How you will access it is the thing. How will I do that? Speaking in tongues. Praise the Lord. Are you here? Our time is... We have just about 10 minutes more. Let me mention about two more. And then we close. Praise God. Speaking in tongues enables you to access your future. And by that, I also mean, as you speak in tongues, you prophesy or speak into existence your God-ordained future. Glossalalia enables you to speak into being or to prophesy your God-ordained future. Remember, Jesus Christ said in John 14, when the Holy Ghost comes, he will guide you into what? All truth. And he will show you things what to come. Now observe that when the Holy Ghost came the first time, he came with tongue speaking. That should tell you that the ministry of the Holy Ghost Jesus Christ spoke about concerning leading into truth and showing you things to come will also be paripassu speaking words in tongues. Don't separate them. Glory to God. Don't separate them. Speak in tongues. When you speak in tongues, you are speaking into existence your God-ordained future. Listen, God must always speak. That's why he's called the word. Because whatever plans he has for you, it can stay in his spirit or can stay in his mind. But you need to speak it for it to be established. That's what the Bible says in Job 22 verse 28. Thou shalt decree a thing and shall be established unto you. When God says something about you, there must be an agreement to establish it. You see? So, he wants his word in your mouth to be spoken. So, he gave us his word, not just that we meditate or we, we, we ponder on it, but we will speak it. Now, the spiritual side of speaking mysteries what are these mysteries? They're things that are not verbatim explained or written in the Bible, but that concern you in particular. Those ones are called mysteries. Are you following me today? They are called what mysteries now when we speak in other tongues those mysteries concerning our future our life our tomorrow decisions that we must make the business we need the decision we want to take we speak them by the holy ghost glory to god we speak them by what by the holy ghost glory to god amen the last thing i'll tell you of our time is speaking in tongues enables you to access grace this is very important grace is more than undeserved favor grace is also the divine influence of God upon your life or upon your spirit what does influence do influence causes you to do things when we say somebody's under the influence of alcohol what does it mean it means that they are not themselves alcohol is what influencing them now grace is also an influence And when that grace is upon your spirit or upon your life, you flow in the will of God effortlessly. You find yourself accomplishing those things God said you should do without struggle. Why? The influence is upon you. Speaking in tongues will enable you to access grace. The giver of grace is Jesus Christ. Listen, I was specific. Another day, I'll I'll break it down for you. Hebrews chapter 4. God's throne are always thrones of glory. It is Jesus Christ who sits on the throne of grace. In Hebrews four, you are told, "Come boldly to the throne of grace." Who is the one sitting on it? How do you get there? Who are you going to ask? He is the one who is on that throne. We will talk about that another time. Praise God. So speaking in tongues will enable you to access grace—the grace you need. Some of you, what you need is grace. Grace. For that business for that cell for that next level grace and so there's a way you must speak in tongues. with this understanding with this consciousness glory to god please um turn this chair here for me i want to just demonstrate something to you hallelujah are you learning something today I learned something today yes, praise god hallelujah. very very important when you speak in tongues, eh? Sometimes you are home. Whatever it is you are doing, you take time to sit down. And then you start speaking in tongues. As you're speaking in tongues, you go like this. As I speak in tongues now, my life is set in order. All the things concerning my life are set in order. In every aspect, in my finance, in my religion, my spiritual goods, all things are set in order. You are just speaking in tongues. Are you following? But as you're speaking in tongues, you are speaking and directing the power. Because you see, there's a power on the inside of you are you following so for example you are praying in tongues. as i speak in tongues now the finance i need is locating me it's finding its way to me in the name of jesus christ then you continue as i speak in tongues now i'm making the right decisions concerning all relationships in my life in the name of the lord jesus christ as i speak in tongues now all relationships in my life are under divine review in the name of the lord jesus you see you are doing this you are speaking in tongues and you are channeling the direction of the power is somebody following me you are channeling the direction of the power you are generating you must do this continuously frequently practice it for hours you can be at one place speaking in tongues you see if you are a cell that you want to have results this is what you must do thank you very much can put it down Guys, speak in tongues oh. speak in tongues. Girls, speak in tongues. And you see, you may start with 30 minutes. The more you do it, with this understand, that's why I'm taking them to show you all these things that are more for later. But the more you, you 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 practice and you do these things, the more it will increase. The more it will increase. The last thing I'll tell you right now speaking in tongues births revival. Do you want a revival in yourself? You want to revival in your finances? You want to revival? Speak in tongues. Let it be continuous. There is a particular way those tongues must be spoken. You must comply with the scripture in 1 Thessalonians 5. Pray without ceasing. Mount pressure. Over a prolonged period of time. Just continue. Just continue. Just continue. Just continue. And what you should know is that when you are speaking in tongues, it refreshes you. In the beginning, it may look like you are being drained. You are tired. Don't worry. Continue. Praise God. Don't worry, do what? Continue. It will get to a time. The reason you feel drained, even when you're speaking to it, because your flesh is fighting you. Praise God. Your flesh is fighting you. The devil is probably also fighting you. But don't stop. Are you hearing me? Don't stop. Continue. 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 Very soon, what the Bible says in the book of Isaiah, it is a refreshing. You will start getting refreshed. Make time. Are you here with me somebody? Yes. When you do these things, it is piling. It is piling. It is piling. Stand up on your feet right now. Are you here somebody? Lift up your voice. Lift up your hands. Glow salalia now somebody. Glow salalia now. Glow salalia now. You can find more inspiring, uplifting, spirit-filled sermons and teachings at Christ Boy Ministries on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on every other podcast platforms. Help reach the lost by sharing links to the messages with your family, friends, and on your personal social platforms. God bless you.